0: Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Tori. And this is Wait Why. Welcome back to another episode of Wait Why. Hannah and I are very happy to have you guys listening in today. We have, as always, an interesting guest. Um, but before we start, we're going to give you guys a couple of quick life updates. So, Hannah, what's been going on in your world? Well, wow, I feel
1: like life has been busy lately yeah, you <laughs> um, have a lot yeah my basically my whole family has been in town um everyone came to florida that included my brother my grandma my uncle and my aunt um my sister was around for a little bit at one point so like the whole fam family. um <laughs>
0: i've and... never heard that before fam-
1: <laughs> really? yeah, yeah fam- really family um, i like that And yeah, it was really nice to have everyone around. Um, I still kind of work during the week, but lots of pool time, lots of uh, dinners out, lots of drinks, (laughs) Um, but we had everyone kind of gathered because the um, one-year anniversary of my mom's passing was Saturday, June 26th, so Really, it was nice to have everyone, you know, together for that purpose, Um, you know, to have each other for support on that day since it's, you know, first time it's come around, obviously, since it happened. But yeah, it was good to have family around. And um, one thing I put a lot of energy into has been this fundraiser, which is um, raising money for the American Heart Association in honor of my mom. And on Friday, the day before um, the anniversary, we had a barbecue, we had a neighborhood barbecue um, as a little fundraising event. And, um, you know, my family was there. So we were like, okay, even if no one shows up, there's at least, you know, the five of us, but our whole neighborhood came, like people I haven't seen in ages came outside, out back, like, One guy even had his um, helper, like, bring him out in a wheelchair and, like, set him up. Yeah. Um, So everyone came out. I mean, we had all this food and drink. And, you know, everyone was hanging out, like, for the first time in forever. Um, And, you know, I had some local friends come. The people I babysit for actually came, which was really nice to have them over. Um, The two girls, their favorite animals are cats. But their parents are allergic, so they were so excited to meet my cats. Um, Shiloh was super standoffish, but Tilly, he's never been around kids before. Oh, really? And so watch. He was so intrigued by these tiny humans. It was so (laughs) it was just so cute to watch them like all interact with each other, like their first time around a cat and like his first time around kids. I don't know, there's something, like, so cute and wholesome about it. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, it was sweet. Um, Although, I'm going to share, like, this kind of sad moment. Um, I, like, introduced the girls, they're five and seven. I introduced them to, you know, my whole family. And then, at the end, the five-year-old looked at me, and she was like, where's your mom? Oh, And I was like, "Oh." but her mom was right there and like their grandma just passed recently so I she kind of like leaned over and was just like she's with our grandma or like something along those lines yeah, but right yeah it was just like so innocent but like so you know mm-hmm. but anyways yeah. all in all Friday was a great time um so many people came out it meant so much to me and to my family you know Randall and I did a lot of putting it together and uh You know, it was nice to see that we could throw an event without our mom because she was kind
0: of the party queen Mm -hmm. of the event. Well, even like that being said, too, like she was a great host and very social. And so the fact that even though she's still able to bring people together, like that is so true to Gina. Right,
1: right. Um, So that was really nice. We've raised a good amount of money. It's been that's been so meaningful to me as well. Um, I feel like it might be cool to share. The GoFundMe at some point on wait why if anyone's interested in checking yeah, it out, um, so yeah, or maybe I'll even like put a link in the episode description or something, um. But yeah, to anyone who listens and who has donated, means so much to us. Like words cannot even describe. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and yeah. So that's been, you know, the latest was having family, but actually right now. I am recording from Asheville, North Carolina, um, just trekked up here yesterday, we drove, um, and yeah, it's literally my first morning here, so not much to report about much, but we're staying in a tiny house, and it is adorable.
0: <laughs> How far was the drive for you guys? Uh,
1: Like 10 hours, well, we have a dog with us, so with stopping for dog breaks, like which is more yeah. Often than I would need to stop. Took about ten hours, but it wasn't bad at all. It was like a really easy, peaceful ride, in my opinion.
0: That's so funny. I feel like my bladder is so small that me and Tuck have like the same. Oh yeah, I know. I know.
1: I'm so used to like road tripping with you. It's like it's like road tripping with a dog. You're right.
0: Hey, in, in terms, terms of, of a lot potty me, stops, and I have been. I just like to stay hydrated. Like I feel like you get so dehydrated. When you travel, whether it's the plane or the car. Yeah. So yeah, I will right. sacrifice going to the bathroom if it means that I'm gonna feel better.
1: No, you're right, you're right. I see that. Um, but yeah, it was all good up coming up here. And Tori kind of said maybe we'll record a bonus episode and give you the full trip details or something yeah. coming up.
0: So I've never stayed in a tiny house. I mean, I've lived in my trailer for three months, so that's <laughs> close. I
1: I really like it like a tiny house is all about using I actually listened to a podcast it was a what we said episode um and it was a while ago so I don't even remember who they interviewed but the woman uh lived in a tiny house and she actually has like a dog and a kid and is married like has a whole little family
0: mm-hmm. and
1: she kind of just said that a tiny house is all about using the vertical space yeah you know
0: I totally understand that
1: that's how you make it feel bigger so
0: Yeah, it's cute.
1: I'll share some pics and stuff on Insta too.
0: Yeah, you'll have to because the ones you sent me this morning were adorable. So Yeah, Yeah, I'm in love. I could live
1: here. But yeah, that's been my life. A lot has been going on. What about you, Tori? I know you have
0: some updates. First of all, I completed my yoga teacher training. I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the last episode. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Yeah. So officially a certified 200-hour yoga teacher. Uh, teacher. Super exciting. So I'm happy. All it's official. nice for like all of these things that have been in the work this past year and over COVID. It's nice for them to all come to fruition and get some like closure and some gratification. So it's been really nice. Um, and then also I completed my final classes for my grad program this past week. So now I'm moving on to my master's thesis, <clears throat> which is a four-month-long program, and I'm doing that part-time. <clears throat> wow, my voice <clears throat> just got so hoarse all of a sudden. Um, just my normal podcast voice cracked. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I feel like we both sound hoarse this morning. <sighs> I know, and it's not even that early. I guess we just haven't warmed up our voices.
1: Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that's true. Sometimes we get on and we're like, you're the first person I've talked to today.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I will say that I have been talking a lot this week because I started a new part-time oh, yeah. job um with a local nonprofit education and outreach department. Um so I've been interacting with a lot of um the facility guests and doing like working up to doing some like presentations and stuff. So a lot more talking. Um, but it's been really good. I like it a lot. It's just been so nice to kind of have like a change in things, you know, and to get out of that coursework and go more into the actual like, yeah, being in in my career. So it's Absolutely. nice that change. Um, it's always yeah. nice to have a change of pace like that. I feel like you've been
1: like grinding out hard with like the master stuff at home and you know especially through covid it's a really nice change to be in an educator position where you're talking to people too right but, exactly and yeah, it's, it's also
0: nice. nice that it's timing with covid really nicely so like my grad program is finishing up or i did most of it during covid so i was had to be home or in quarantine and then yeah, yeah. now that things are opening up again i'm like getting a job part time and so it's nice to have it all work out like the timing has been really really nice
1: yeah, definitely. Very mm-hmm.
0: exciting. Yes. And then Hannah's birthday is coming up, which is Yay! super exciting. July oh, 19. my gosh.
1: It is coming up so quickly. I have people coming over July 14th. So it feels like even sooner because I have people coming. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Yeah, something.
1: It's Time is moving so quickly. Anyway, yes, birthday coming up. <laughs> I know.
0: Um, actually I was going to ask, are, so what are your 4th of July plans?
1: Um, I don't totally know. Um, (laughs) my stepdad Randall wants to drive, uh, my mom's convertible in this little like local parade, and like put little flags on the side and like wave flags so I'll probably ride in the convertible with him it'll be super short it's like just on our island it's just like a fun little thing so yeah
0: we'll do that that's Um, like homecoming court yeah at your school (laughs)
1: no no I've seen homecoming
0: court like a parade and each candidate would like drive in my convertible or whatever
1: oh yeah no it's literally like anybody can show up and enter in this parade so it's not (laughs) it's you know pretty casual this was high school (laughs) um so yeah that and actually our guest today emma paris is gonna be in town for the fourth so i'm sure her and i will be hanging out
0: Mm -hmm. fun yeah what about
1: you you'll be working now or what's the deal
0: (laughs) don't even ask my plans are nothing i'm literally working oh yeah, well, okay. I, this will be this will be one of the my second Fourth of the July I haven't spent in Jacksonville, which is so sad because Jacksonville's really fun during the Fourth, especially up at right. beaches. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh well, last year the Fourth of July was it in for my mom's funeral, so couldn't have been worse than that. That's <laughs> <laughs> very true. That's very
0: true. All right, you win. <laughs> yeah
1: um actually i'm not gonna lie fourth of july wasn't that bad last year because so we were in ohio where it's like pretty fully legal to light off fireworks um and our family friends neighbors did this massive like massive backyard display and we were with them which was pretty nice you know
0: yeah and that is nice.
1: gotta appreciate the little things
0: exactly I don't think I would want to be the person to set up all the fireworks, but I I can appreciate a good display. I have videos
1: from it. Like, if you were looking from afar and didn't know there were fireworks going off, you would think there was a forest fire happening. There was so much smoke. So close to these trees.
0: Oh, So close uh, to these trees. (laughs) Yeah, let's... uh, I don't know about that. (laughs) Super sketchy. Yeah, Super sketchy. People out (laughs) west are probably listening to us like, oh my gosh. (laughs)
1: yeah like holy crap like forest fire yeah exactly like high risk when these girls are around
0: (laughs) Uh, well um anything else in the life update um I don't think so I think that pretty much wraps up I'm just excited to get into our interview
1: yeah so like I said our guest is Emma Perez she's a friend, neighbor, and college dropout. She is the first of a two-part series on why you don't need to go to college. Um, So just a little different perspectives on career paths you can take. And, um, you know, there's a lot of focus, at least, especially when we were growing up on like the high school, college route and like other options weren't as often explored. So that's kind of what we'll be diving into here um and also kind of a disclaimer um tori and i and um you know the people who we interview we recognize that we are very privileged and lucky to be able to have the choice in a college experience and we know this isn't the case for everyone so we are only speaking from our own perspectives here
0: very important to recognize so I think without further ado, (laughs) we'll jump in. Jump on in.
1: All right, all right. Welcome back. We are here with our two-part series on why everyone doesn't need to go to college um, and why college might not be for everyone. This week, our guest is Emma Paris. So (laughs) Emma will definitely tell you a little more about herself, but she is an aspiring model and I say aspiring kind of loosely because like pretty succe- it's getting pretty successful already. Um, and I don't know too much about her college experience, but I know that she attended for a little while and then left to start pursuing this more creative career. So do you want to just tell us like some basics about yourself, Emma, like your age and like where you did go to college and how long you were there for?
2: Yeah, so I just turned 20 in January. And in terms of college, I started out at Kent State University as a fashion design major, and I attended there for one whole semester, or no, one whole year. Okay. And then I decided to go online for college just so that I could um, travel more. And I don't know that traveling is very important to me, so it just kind of worked out perfectly. So I went to uh, LSU for English, and then I decided that I didn't want to go to college anymore and dropped out.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: Um, what is LSU again? Louisiana State
1: University. Oh, okay, okay, of course. I could have probably guessed
0: that. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's a pretty big school, Hannah.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to confirm, like, what if we were talking about, like, a small community?
0: I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, cool. you, you never know. You never know. <laughs>
1: Um, so, wow, okay, so tried it in person, tried it online, which is cool, because we know you've tried both sides of college, and right. still didn't like it, or no. still found it wasn't for you, you know? Yeah. Um, so how did you know that college wasn't quite right for you?
2: I don't know. I just wasn't really into the whole social aspect. When I went to uh, tour Kent State, before i even was of age to be in college i just didn't i didn't feel like i fit in that situation and even in high school i just never really cared for like the whole sports team i don't know the whole social aspect i guess i would much rather kind of jump into my career and experience life in that kind of light through those kind of eyes mm. but yeah i don't know i just After doing two different kinds of majors as well, I feel like I wasn't learning anything new, I guess. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because it's a creative major on both ends, fashion design and English. And during that time, I did not feel creative at all. If anything, I felt my creative passion and spirit kind of dimmed. Hmm. Because there's so many guidelines and restrictions in terms of projects. And it just... It just didn't sit well with me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can definitely relate to that. I feel like the times where I have more free time and less on my plate is when I'm the most creative.
2: Yes, I agree. I'm the same way. Right.
0: That's really interesting, too. I'm glad that you brought up the social aspect. That's not something I normally think of. Um, How did that compare when you transferred or transitioned to online?
2: Well, I got to work a side job so that I could earn more money so I could travel more. Um in terms of like a social aspect, I don't know. It you know how the whole like college persona is, like all the partying and the the games and all that stuff. I don't know, I just didn't enjoy that. And so that was I wasn't really at a loss, right? When I when I ultimately decided, you know, that I wanted to go online,
1: yeah, I've actually, that's interesting you say that because some people I've met who have, since they've graduated college, kind of realized that they didn't really need it and maybe college wasn't for them. A lot mm-hmm. of people say the main reason they don't regret going to college is for the experience um, yeah. because it's so specialized to college, that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so It's, it's different interesting. for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting that that's kind of what drew you
2: away. And for other people, they're like,
1: that's the only thing that kept me in it.
2: Yeah, well, a lot of people, human beings, we just want to feel a sense of community, I guess. And so people who are more involved in the whole social realm of high school, I think, tend to enjoy that aspect of college as well. It's just a little bit more free. And you don't have your parents kind of hounding over you, you kind of get to take the reins of your life a little bit before you get to experience what life is really like yeah that's
1: so true Mm -hmm. that's a great way to look at it
2: yeah that's just kind of what I've gathered even from talking with a bunch of people as well it also depends on your major and if you are in a sorority or if you're staying on campus you know what I mean
1: right there's so many factors into shaping your college experience yeah right
0: Hannah and I can relate to because we've talked on the podcast we both joined the sailing team and our college experience would not have been the same if we didn't have that so that essentially was our sense of community and Mm -hmm. I'm sure we would have felt a lot different from college if we had not done that for sure
2: yeah when I went to Kent State I wasn't even staying on campus I was commuting 45 minutes every day and I didn't join any clubs I wasn't a part of any sports teams so I'm sure if I was a part of that kind of communal environment it would have been different for me but i i wasn't and i just hated driving every day yeah. i had an 8 a.m class and it was 45 minutes away so i had to wake up super early yeah Ooh. yeah that's oh. rough i hated 8 a.m.s, and i lived on campus yeah. yeah so i'm sure like like with the sailing team like what you guys were saying you you met each other through that and you made friends through that and memories and you sp- like hardships and that kind of thing that creates
0: genuine friendships and I didn't really have that experience. Right. Right. Was there a specific point when you were like okay this isn't right for me I'm choosing a different direction like did you have a specific moment?
2: Yes when I started getting more opportunities with modeling
0: and I started kind of realizing like,
2: okay I could start taking this serious now because it seems to be in my favor whereas with college I feel like it was like a dead end Mm. if that makes sense like I don't know I just felt like this was uh when I was going for English online I just kind of didn't know I didn't want to be like an English teacher or anything like that and I definitely want to publish a book but I don't I wasn't learning anything new if that makes you know what I mean Right. I was just re, I was paying money to relearn things I already knew. And over quarantine, it kind of made me realize, and I've talked with a lot of people about this, how Google taught us over quarantine. (laughs) Like, my one friend goes to Princeton and he was paying, like, I don't know, $70,000 a year to learn things that he could look up on Google. Like, I don't know. It just didn't,
0: it, it just, that changed my whole perspective even more. Yeah, right. definitely. I've always said this too that the big, my biggest takeaway from college was that it taught me how to learn. Like, oh, I yeah. remember what I learned in my stat class three years ago, but I'll remember like the techniques of how I learn and the ability to pursue information on my own independently. Yeah. Um, so I think that totally applies in this situation. Makes a lot of sense. Most I can definitely.
1: Agree. I can't agree more with you, Tori. I think like prior to college, I did not know how to study. I don't think I even knew what studying actually meant because what I was doing in high school was not studying. It was not like like what Tori said, being able to seek out information on your own. That is one of the biggest things I learned. But the other thing um, that Emma, you kind of already pointed out is it definitely does depend on your major as mm-hmm. well. And like early on, like freshman year of college feels a lot like high school, especially if you're in a school that requires core classes or like liberal arts colleges. I, I definitely do core see class. how it struggle through the core classes because there's just not much you don't feel like you're getting as much value and it seems like for you Emma you kind of had these two paths and like you look down one road and you're like okay I feel like I've been down that in a way then you look Mm -hmm. at this other road and there's all this new stuff new opportunity so I see like why you would choose that other path like clearly it's already panning out for you in a certain way so why wouldn't you go explore that
2: Exactly. I kind of, I was battling with what I wanted to do because, you know, having a college degree is really great down the road, but college will always be there. If I decided to go to college, I don't know, in my late twenties, early thirties, I could, I could go back. You know what mm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely it's always there now. Yes. Yes. And, and that's the great thing about it. And I try to go towards the path that's most gratifying and being young and able in the modeling industry is not forever, you know? So while I'm young and my skin is still fresh, you know, why <laughs> not take advantage of that? Cause yeah. I'm always be like that.
1: No, that's a great point. That's, you seem to like make decisions with a lot of foresight, which I think a lot of people your age um, like in their very early 20s, like late teens, don't think mm-hmm. with a lot of foresight.
0: Yeah. Honestly, when you introduced yourself on the podcast and said you were 20, Emma, I completely forgot. I was <laughs> really? like, 20? Oh my God. Like, that's you've so, been so much more mature and older. Yeah.
2: You come Thank off the mature, for sure. Um, and we've talked about that before.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, Emma and I met because um, her grandparents are my neighbor, basically. And Emma was living down here for a little while. Um and yeah, so we were hanging out and I introduced her to a good handful of my friends and everyone is just like wow, like she does not come off as twenty. I'm a very mature twenty year olds <laughs> in my yeah. experience.
2: Well thank you. I yeah,
0: me back to the time where the three of us had hung out for like just a night and you weren't you didn't turn you weren't twenty yet, I don't think. Yeah, no, so you no, were nineteen, it was a Super Bowl, was right? Twenty five. Cool. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, a I feel Super Bowl. old.
0: Well, no, I felt
2: like you guys were just, you don't, when you get past like 19, I feel like I don't at least look at people's ages, like age kind of dissipates for me. And it's weird to think that like, for some people, and especially relationships, like age is a huge factor for some people. Right, right because it, it, yeah it's hard to make conversations sometimes with um even people my age I just can't find anything interesting to talk about with them
0: yeah
1: yeah I can see that and I think it, it varies a lot um but for me I think the age is like 21 but when I'm like okay age doesn't matter just because once you can drink I don't know why that to me is like
0: no I so agree <laughs> like if we're out and you're not legally able to get a drink I'm like oh my god you're young
2: Oh, don't yeah. rub it in.
0: <laughs> that's Sorry, we're talking more about this. Sue, <laughs> no.
2: Yeah, no. but
0: I'm just saying that's like my kind
1: of measure. So you definitely rise above my normal like age monitor, <laughs> I guess.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I'm honored. Age detection. Yeah, my I agree. Detector.
1: My maturity I think- detector. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think that age is necessarily reflective of maturity by any means. Mm-mm. Yeah, we could have a whole podcast
1: about that topic right there.
0: (laughs) Oh, see? There you go. Giving
2: you ideas. (laughs) Get those creative juices flowing.
1: Exactly. So speaking of creative juices, um, will you talk just a little more in general about modeling and, like, maybe just Yeah, how you got started and kind of where you've come in the short amount of time that you've been um, out of school?
2: Yeah, sure. Okay, so where to start? I never thought that this would be my story. I never really, if you would have told me three years ago that I would be doing this right now, I, I probably would have laughed at you. It was just never something that I took into consideration because I wanted to be a professional dancer my whole life. Um, and so I toured a college in New York City, and I was gonna go there for dance, actually. Um, but my mom got cancer, so I decided to stay home, and that's when I decided I'd go to Kent for fashion design because, as a creative person, I felt like that would be a lot of fun, and it wasn't. And so I started taking pictures with one of my best friends, Gabby Shauna. She's a photographer, and she was in school in Florida at the time. And the pictures turned out really great, and I really enjoyed the experience because being a dancer, I kind of craved that feeling of being on stage, and that's what it felt like being behind a camera, and that's why I love modeling so much. And so Mm -hmm. I posted the pictures and I started getting attention from different scouts and agencies were following me on Instagram. And I was just, I was kind of mind boggled by this because I, you know, I never would have considered it for myself. And then from there it just escalated. I signed with my mother agency, Liz J models in November and with COVID it kind of pushed things back a bit but I have a photo shoot scheduled next weekend in New York City oh my gosh I'm so excited about that (laughs) oh thank you I'm so excited too it honestly doesn't feel real and anybody who says that manifestation is not real is they're lying because it is I manifested (laughs) everything that I have right now Mm. and if I didn't stay persistent with it because there were times that I I didn't think that I could do it or you know, with COVID, everything was pushed back. And I just was thinking, maybe should I go back to college? You know, I was kind of battling between the two, but I'm so happy that I stuck it out because I wouldn't have the opportunity I have now, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. You know what I've really learned in this year so far in 2021 is that when you declare something with intention, it seems like the universe conspires to be on your side. That's what I've noticed because I've seen so many things happening for people because they've just really been so intentional about what they want and, like, so grounded in that Mm
2: -hmm. that it
1: happens for them. I've seen that for so many people recently, and that's clearly something that's happened for you. I think it's amazing.
2: Awesome. Thank you. And I definitely agree. And, actually, Gabby Shada, my friend who's the photographer, is an amazing example of that. She got a job with Abercrombie in the headquarters – like two days before she even graduated college and she lives in Columbus. Now I was just with her over the weekend and we were just kind of going over our journeys through life. And it's crazy that out of her whole class, she was the only person that persisted and got this amazing job. And it's because she worked so hard for it and put so much out in the universe and so much intention, like you said, Hannah, Mm -hmm. and, and, I'm just so proud of her, like that kind of stuff. So real, if you put good intention out and if you work your butt off so hard for something, it can't not happen.
0: Right. Exactly.
2: Anything is possible.
0: Mm -hmm. And like you were saying too, COVID has been a great test for that. Um, It's been such a unique time where we have this waiting period. So I think a lot of people are similar to your experience, Emma, are like faced with this between in between decision of, do I wait it out or do I make a big change that's going to affect me later in line? Um, With so many unknowns, it's hard to make those decisions. So I think that that kind of just like is another test to your ambition. Yes,
2: definitely. Definitely. Quarantine taught us a lot about ourselves because you kind of had to sit with yourself for how long were we in quarantine? Like three months, four months, five months, you had to sit with yourself. And a lot of people, faced a lot of demons that they didn't want to and it taught me a lot about myself and just kind of what I want out of life because we overcomplicate life so much and quarantine taught me that life is just it's truly as simple as you want it to be
1: right and that's honestly it's very inspiring that you've recognized all this in yourself and all your desires that as young as you are like, I feel like I've just started living more intentionally. Like, obviously, there's only a five-year age difference, but I don't feel like I was as – I just don't feel like I was mentally where you're at right now. And Oh,
0: God, no. At 20, I was not at all. Like, I was thinking some foresight, but not at all to the extent that you are, Emma. So that's really impressive.
2: Oh, thank you, guys. I don't know what prompted me to start thinking like that. I don't know. I'm just a very pensive person. I'm always – thinking about the future and I think being friends with you Hannah and meeting you Tori just being around older people who are at the pinnacle of college or getting out of college and trying to get their lives in check it just kind of inspired me to do the same and I I have to remind myself that I'm only 20 sometimes you know Mm -hmm. you have so
1: much time to (laughs)
2: achieve so much which is actually so exciting I know it is. It's like the world is at my fingertips and your fingertips, both of you right now, you know, the world's opening back up and yeah. seeing seeing people's faces, it's just, it's so nice to see human interaction.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all coming back around now and it's very exciting. Yes. Um. So going back just a little bit, when you did decide to end your college career um, would you say it was a difficult choice like how did family slash friends react like what kind of reception did you get because I know that can make it a difficult choice as well
0: Mm -hmm.
2: oh yeah definitely for me it was not a hard decision my parents have always been really great with supporting me with what I do and they know that no matter what I do I will be successful at it because that's that's what I strive for. I strive for personal success, not necessarily, you know, what everybody else's opinion is money is no object to me. You know, I'm a very simple person. And I think life experience is worth more than money. And my parents kind of appreciate that I have that outlook. And they want me to explore that. And so they supported my decision. I mean, they were reluctant about it, obviously, as any parent would be, you know, because in America, Going to college is it's kind of important for most people, but being in a creative field such as modeling, there's so much money in that industry that and they see that I'm progressing and I'm getting opportunities. It didn't really make them wonder, like, will she be living on the streets, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. The success at like seeing you kind of be successful in it. It's not like you took a blind leap into something. oh no
2: no no I'm not that crazy
1: so it's nice that you had that support thus far I mean I know you haven't really been out of school that long but have you found disadvantages to not being in college
2: thus far no I haven't found any (laughs) truthfully the only annoying thing is the older generations you know your parents friends if they haven't seen you in forever the first thing they ask you is how's college what's your major you know Mm -hmm. so that's always kind of a little bit of an awkward conversation yeah Yeah,
1: I'm sure uh we were
2: actually gonna ask how
1: often you've been asked like oh why aren't you in school why don't you have your degree if you could even like ballpark
2: a number oh god it happens at least like four times a week oh Oh, my gosh. gosh yeah Because uh, where I work, it's for my family business, my grandpa's business. And he, a lot of his clients are all friends of my family and they haven't seen me in a while, you know, trying to catch up. They, they think, you know, I'm 20, I'm in college, blah, blah, blah. And you know, that, that happens a lot, that encounter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I was wondering too, um, in terms of like hiring or the interview process, have you ever been asked that? No, a I haven't. Mm-mm. Okay, that's good, and and I'm sure too with your career field that might not necessarily be relevant right now, but it's just one of the things that we had.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, w- I could see how it'd be relevant though. Yeah, I will
1: say this is like a small tangent, but um, I've been in this like writers workshop group, and we kind of had like a really casual like happy hour type meeting where we just discussed writing in general. And one of the girls in the group was inquiring about starting a master in fine arts program or, like, I have a master's in science writing. So we kind of talked about it. And as much as I'm so happy I got my master's and, like, the other woman um, who runs a wor- workshop, I'll give her a shout-out, Hurley Winkler, um, she has her MFA. And we kind of both said that as much of a good of experience it was to get our master's, no one has ever asked or Even ask where I went to college or anything. No, no one I've written for has ever asked.
2: That's so surprising. But
1: I will say the one thing I do is when I pitch people or when I like apply to new things, I will say like slide in there like I'm a recent graduate of Johns Hopkins just so they like know. But point of that little tangent being like as people, it does not come up very often after a certain point. No, life. I feel
0: like it's only for that interview process and the initial acquiring of a job. Yeah, I haven't it's told anyone. It's just like mostly to check a box.
1: Right. Like I haven't told anyone where I've gone to college since the Smithsonian. Now people just see that and that's all they need.
0: hmm but... Yeah, it's that whole debate, you know, the experience versus education. Like once you get your foot in the door and like you said, you have the Smithsonian to kind of stand as like a voucher for your work ethic. Right. You know your degree isn't as applicable anymore yeah it's all about
1: connection mm
0: -hmm. yeah Yeah.
1: yes that is very valuable in many career fields very valuable
0: um Um, so i know hannah you asked the disadvantages but do you think there are any advantages of not going to college um i
2: think i don't have to deal with the stress of college (laughs) Mm -hmm. um college is so stressful for everyone anybody who tells you that it wasn't stressful they're lying
1: yeah for sure
2: they put so much pressure on the students you know and so not saying I don't experience pressure because I definitely do but not that kind (laughs) right yeah so that's probably the only advantage that I've encountered thus far because I've only been out of college for I think like a quarter a semester? Um, LSU goes by quarters, but oh, yeah, okay, okay. we we could say a semester just to right. throw that out there.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. And I think even, too, just the decision of where you're going to go to college and what you're going to study is such a stressful decision. And to make that decision mm-hmm. so young and have it affect the rest of your life is just right. crazy to me.
1: I think we talked about that on a bonus episode for a hot minute, Tori, about, mm-hmm. like, how stressful your senior year of high school is and how it's crazy. You're kind of pushed into that huge life decision. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and that's the thing is I think people are very much pushed into it. You know, it's kind of like your ABCs, like elementary school, middle school, high school, college. Like That's just kind of the way it's become in more recent years. And a lot of people don't actually think about what they want to do and just kind of go with that flow. And I've talked to really like a good handful of people, including my brother, who says they wouldn't have gone to college if they had thought more about their options or even like known their options.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like to me, I like there wasn't even an option. It was just I'm going to college.
2: Right. Same, same. Well, that's what like our parents and our teachers kind of ingrained in our in our brains. And that's why I think nowadays you get a lot of people who graduate with the major that they declared their senior year and they don't even like what they're doing, which is unfortunate, you know,
0: it is
2: because we, we are, we're not given any other options. It's like college or nothing.
0: Yeah. And I also want to say too, on a, a quick side note that all of our perspectives, like we've all had the privilege of having the option to go to college. And I know for some people that might not necessarily be the case um, but this is like, obviously, in no disrespect of regards to them, we're just speaking on behalf of our personal experiences.
2: Right. Yes. Yes. Right. I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity, you know, but at the end of the day, it's about being resourceful.
0: Anybody can be successful, truly.
1: Yeah, that is the truth. Yeah,
0: And who knows, too, like you might not be on the same path if you didn't have the option and try it out and see. Exactly, always try it out because you
2: you never wanna be able to say like, oh, I wish I did this or I wish I didn't do this. Like, If you think that you should or shouldn't do it, then go with your gut, always. Mm -hmm. That kind of
0: brings up to um, like for the future as well. Do you have any particular future career goals or where you wanna be or see yourself?
2: Yes, so once, hopefully modeling kind of gives you a social platform And through that platform, I want to start a program where I go to high schools and middle schools and have kind of like a council for young women talking about how we need to kill the stigma of trying to compete with each other and just kind of redefine feminism, because I think the younger Mm -hmm. generations have it so twisted. So I Mm -hmm. really, really, really would love to do that, whether it's through like a nonprofit or something of that sort. And I also want to publish a book about, you know, traveling to different countries and cities and mainly focusing that on indigenous tribes and how we need to leave them untouched. I know it's kind of two really random things, but those are kind of some goals that I'd like to accomplish before I get too old to accomplish them. Wow. (laughs) That's incredible.
0: (laughs) That's so unexpected. That's not all the answer I was expecting, but I love it. (laughs)
2: Thank you. I know they're both kind of super random, but it's just, it's something that sits really close to my heart, both of those topics. And I don't know, I feel like they're not brought up enough.
0: Mm -hmm. When I was studying abroad in Australia, I took an Aboriginals, which is the Indigenous Peoples of Australia. I took a course there and I had no idea. And they very rarely talk about their culture. Um, Exactly. It's so sad.
2: Yeah, I think people definitely need to be more curious and educated, but don't try to modernize what shouldn't be modernized. You can't destroy culture out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I want to teach the younger generations.
0: Yeah, I really love how you just phrased that. Yeah, or by making it become trendy.
2: Yes. Oh, my God.
0: That is, don't even get me started.
2: (laughs) That drives me crazy. Yeah,
1: we've actually talked about that before, Emma. I know that. that yeah, is- we
2: have. <laughs> it's like one of my biggest pet peeves, like fake activism. It drives me insane. Mhm.
0: Yeah,
2: I feel that a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, um. I mean that definitely applies to like my area of study too, with sustainability. So. Oh yeah.
2: Oh my yeah. god, for sure. Well, that's becoming a trend now, which is
0: awesome but so many people
2: aren't educated enough to talk about it and so they're kind of spreading around this false information and it's just it's so sad yeah I mean they say that the
1: one of the most important things you can do for climate change is to educate people like properly that's like the number one thing you can do to help because I think once people are educated is where, you know, action comes from. Mm-hmm. Like real, like real education, like really knowing the facts and like understanding and then being able to act, you know, more appropriately based off of that.
2: <laughs> Definitely. I think that applies to all social movements, you know, I think. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, Emma. Yeah, like I think especially with um, like Black Lives Matter, that means so much to me because, I don't know. I have so many friends that have experienced that kind of thing firsthand. And for people who just want to make it seem like they're, I guess, woke, as people say, without actually doing research and without actually donating and, you know, spreading the word, it just really aggravates me.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we've already we're coming up on a year or we have come up on a year yeah, since yeah. the Black Lives Matter movement originated. And yet, there's been a significant decrease in the amount of attention that it's getting.
2: Exactly. That's so. it's so strange. Like, if you actually care, you need to care. Donate. Talk about it with people. Start a movement. You can't just have like a small month where it's focused on, you know, the movements, and then it dies down. That's not how it works. That's not how you gain change. That's not how you start the movement. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> it's something that quarantine kind of taught us about because social media is such a powerful tool you can access and target so many people but so many people use it the wrong way
0: yes and i'll definitely i mean i think we'll definitely see that grow too and change um and it is also one of like the great benefits of being younger too and like growing up with social media and being able to use those platforms to your advantage so i definitely agree with that um i know like hannah said too it's only been a short amount of time since you've been pursuing um, kind of your modeling full time. I was wondering if you have any accomplishments that stick out in your mind so far, um, or even like not necessarily related to modeling, but just kind of like overall career path.
2: Well, my photo shoot in New York, I would say, even though it hasn't happened yet, that's kind of the highlight thus far, because I've only been doing it professionally since November. But I'm, I'm uh, shooting with this photographer named Chama, and he's very credited. He's shot for ID Magazine, for Vice Magazine. He's shot Haley Bieber. So it's, it's crazy to even say that out loud, honestly. Yeah, that's so, insane. That's so exciting. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's just weird to talk about it with people because it just everything's happened so fast. Emma, we might need you back on, like, a bonus episode
1: and, like, tell us about it, you know? Yeah, I'd Follow love up. to.
2: I would love to. Because also,
1: like, I don't know anything about modeling. Like, what happens? Like, what
2: what, what do you do? You
1: show up and they dress you. <laughs> yeah, later. I didn't know either.
2: <laughs> I didn't know either. And now I'm, like, learning all – it's such a professional environment. And I never really thought of it like that because – I don't know I just didn't nobody knows that much about the whole industry and I'm still learning new things every day mm-hmm. I'm sure do you yes. have any
0: like concerns with entering that industry like you hear a lot of stigma about like the criticism you can receive to you is there anything that concerns you about that
2: I think if I would have joined the industry at a different time yes mm-hmm. I definitely be would be very concerned about you know the opinions and all that but Like like through quarantine, like I said, so many things have changed. So many um, agencies have taken body measurements off their websites, which is awesome because that is a huge concern for so many models. Because you know the stigma of being a model is you have to be this size, your bust, your waist, your hips—they all need to be this size—and now that doesn't really matter anymore. If you're talented and if you can captivate through a photo, that's what matters. That's what makes a model.
0: Yeah, definitely. I actually went to, I went to our local mall, um, this past weekend and I had not been in so long, but as I was walking, it was so refreshing to see all the storefronts had like actual real life models. Mm -hmm. Um, Like real
2: people. people,
0: (laughs) Yes. And like reflective of all body types. And it was so nice to walk through and see. And I was like, this is amazing. It's so exciting. It really has changed recently. It's very yeah. amazing to see.
1: And I know in yeah. particular, like, Victoria's Secret has been getting a
0: lot of flack for, like, That's what not- I was about to say. Victoria's yep. Secret, when I passed, they had actual, um, like, actual people in different body shapes, which I was so astounded by because, like you said, Hannah, us growing up and watching, like, the Victoria's Secret fashion show, like, that never came close to what I saw
1: yeah but what I know is that they were pretty resistant to doing that for a while Yeah, they were
0: they were yeah sure
1: which is like I don't know I don't know Victoria's- it's kind of
2: ironic though because you know lingerie is supposed to make women feel confident and when they're going to buy it they're looking at this right achievable body type so it's just like it's super contradictory
0: yeah I was I, that's so funny to bring it up I was actually talking to my mom about that and she was saying um, – because I we went to a store and they had something. Their sizes are so different, you know, every place you go. Mm-hmm. And so my mom was saying that they should size, um, like, size of six and it really will be – fit like, an eight. So that way it makes you feel like you're smaller and it gives you more confidence and you want to keep shopping.
1: Oh, that's actually <laughs> –
0: dang. Yeah, and so Jeez, I was like – The good ideas. <laughs> and we were talking and I was like, well, I wonder how much of, like – Marketing is targeting like those good, confident emotions, as opposed to like company or er, targeting like self, like doubt, basically. doubt, and like yeah. I wonder which is more effective.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, but I've never really thought about that before. That's really that's a good point.
1: I feel like over time we've learned. M- multiple experiments have shown that positive reinforcement is always better than negative reinforcement.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I just so, feel like some of those stores are. Still on the negative. Oh,
1: for sure. For sure. I'm just saying my theory is that the positive would be better. I'm sure. I don't know, though. I have shopped at Victoria's Secret for a long time now. So (laughs) (laughs) who knows? Do you have any advice maybe for someone who is kind of like at that crossroads, trying to figure it out, kind of debating on whether or not to pursue higher education? What would you say to them?
2: I would. I would say write it out, write out the pros and the cons and talk to people about it. Because sometimes whenever you sit with your own thoughts, things get confusing and it's hard to sort thoughts out. But definitely you need to have a game plan. You can't just quit something and then do nothing. You know, you need to be Mm -hmm. productive. You need to do something. If you're not going to college and you're trying to pursue something else, get a side job so you have steady income coming in, Mm. you know. So that would be my best advice. It would be be proactive and don't just quit because you don't want to do school. If you're going to quit, you need to pursue something that you're passionate about that you can't learn in school. So excited for this photo shoot. I'm going to have to tell you all about it. I'm I'm really really excited for you. And Tori. Yeah,
0: we could like have like a joint call and I'll tell you everything. We need to follow up. And you just walk us through the photo shoot and do it for like a bonus episode or something. Yes, I'd love that. I think
2: that'd be really cool. Um, And what's even cooler is that there's an on-set stylist and photographer and they do the hair and they do the makeup. uh, So everything's kind of set up for you. So I have no idea what I'm going to be wearing, how my hair is going to look. I don't know. I'm just Uh, showing up.
1: Actually, I I cannot wait to see the photos from this. I'm so excited already. I am so excited too.
0: My only knowledge of, like, modeling is from America's Stop model. But that's – a lot of people are that way. A lot of people are that way.
1: 100% same. Yeah, definitely me.
0: And, like, childhood portraits. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Stop. People – do people still do those? I don't know.
1: I feel like that's not a thing anymore. I feel like people – hire photographers to take pictures of them and their family like in a freaking field or something
2: yeah they're like engagement
1: (laughs) it's like engagement photos now family photos it's not like you go to a studio and they put out the fake
0: backdrops anymore (laughs) The trend is on the out please
2: (laughs) yeah no I think I my generation was the last one to do that because I did that when I was younger but I have not seen that that time
1: yeah I, I could believe that your I'm like the early 2000 kids is where that cut off <laughs> Goes
2: that's to where die. a lot of things cut off like that's whenever like like at dinner parents would give kids like iPads at dinner that never happened when I was younger but that happens right. all the time now
1: yeah. right oh my gosh I so I was babysitting these kids and I don't remember what we were talking about um it was something when I was little and like some sort of accident happened while, like, I was home alone. And the little girls were like, well, why didn't you just call your mom? And I was like, well, oh my
0: gosh,
1: I couldn't. <laughs> like didn't have a no... phone. Yeah, yeah like, there's... they were like, you didn't have a cell phone? I was like, no, they didn't exist. They
2: were, <laughs> like, freaking mind blown. Dang, when did, like, know. the home phones die? When did that die out?
1: Right? Those. See, they didn't even think to ask about a home phone or anything.
0: I know. I there was... Sorry, I was just saying that I watched this, like, it was uh, like a TikTok or something, and it was about, it was like saying that there's this one sound that sets apart two different generations, and it was the sound of, like, a dial-up tone for the internet connecting. <laughs> the younger generation oh, man. had no idea what it was. That's
1: Seriously? crazy.
0: But we're, like, we're just on the cusp of that remember sitting there like so ready to play the games and hearing
1: the dial-up tone go
0: <laughs> or
1: like arguing with my grandma about like her getting off the phone so we could use the computer
0: <laughs> pre-gaming to the dial-up tone we're, ready to game. we're just, just like
2: these up days and down. we'll never know
0: <laughs> all excited um
1: wow yeah times have changed it's really wow. crazy we're honestly
0: not even old like there's probably people listening to this podcast that are like you guys are ridiculous oh like, i know there's
1: definitely awesome. people rolling their eyes but still i mean <sighs> that's the crazy part though is that's the thing about the technological age is that it exploded so quickly that we can talk like this because Mm -hmm. it has changed that much i mean sure people have seen far more drastic like for sure but it's just crazy how quickly technology became as
2: advanced as it is yeah definitely like look at apple like there's a new phone out what every year Every right few months like that's insane how do they come up with that so fast how's yeah how is there even anything new to add in that time frame they probably
0: probably exactly. like planned, like 10 phone models in advance
1: probably, probably. so no
0: weird are. though yeah it's crazy anyways we can um, yeah you. anyway
2: fun Whatever. tangent i know we keep going off sorry this is a common
1: this is, there are weight-wide tangents, you know? This is just part of what you sign up for when you listen to an episode.
2: <laughs> oh, well, no, perfect. It's not staged, guys. It's not staged. Right? We
1: don't plan this, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I don't know, Emma, anything else you want to share with us right now?
2: Or, you know,
1: want to throw out your Instagram or anything like that?
2: Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so my Instagram is Emily Paris. And follow the Wait Why podcast, obviously.
0: Oh, <laughs> thanks for doing our job.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely link or like have Emma's Instagram link in our bio so that you can go follow her. Um, especially if you want to check out her modeling pics, um, her Instagram would be the place to go. Uh-huh. Um, that New
0: photo shoot. Hopefully, they'll end up on there. Oh, I know yes. I seriously
1: cannot wait to see those photos that's so exciting so
0: I can't wait to show before, you Emma.
1: this shoot is just for my portfolio okay wow I this sounds very that. legit for your portfolio that's amazing
2: I know that's and I have a choice between three different photographers that I ended up going with Chama because his style is just so unique I'm gonna have to send you guys some of his work it's yeah. just so so unique
0: well, Oh, wow. that's okay for you Oh, thank you. Well, like living through you.
1: Yeah, uh, also well,
2: I'm curious what New York is going to be like um,
1: I am too. when you go. So
2: everything's opening back up if you're vaccinated obviously, which I get my second shot on Saturday. Oh, yay! Woo!
1: Very but, exciting.
2: Yeah, that it's crazy that the world's opening back up. So hopefully people will comply. Yeah.
0: I'm yeah, sure they, they will well, especially in New York. They take it pretty seriously.
2: Yeah, because it was
1: bad up there. So yeah, it was really bad. Well, cool. Everyone should stay tuned for a bonus episode where Emma comes back and updates us on everything, like photo shoot, what New York is like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
2: that.
1: I'll give you all the deets. Um, but until then, follow Wait Why Podcast on Instagram or email us at weightwidepodcast at gmail.com don't forget to rate subscribe and review wherever you're listening and we'll see you next time
0: (laughs) bye